0: Hello lovely single mums and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be sharing and chatting about expert tips to save time and money in the kitchen. My name is Lucy Good and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We've got a single mum only anonymous forum, e-books and e-courses as well. As exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways, and it can all be found completely free on our website beanstalkmums.com.au. But I read that out really quickly because I'm very excited about this podcast and my opportunity to introduce you to today's guest, who is Kim Bokoska from Four Ingredients. Now, before I let Kim come in and have a chat to us, I'm going to tell you a bit about what Kim's up to at the moment because I know you will. Pretty much everybody listening will have heard of Four Ingredients, but you might not know the rest of it, so Kim is actually the founder of Four Ingredients, and it is now a formidable Australian publishing house, and it owns the rights to 37 cookbooks, tens of thousands of recipes, images, videos, manuscripts, and databases, with the reach of millions. Going well beyond the scope of the iconic cookbook, Four Ingredients also publishes ebooks and apps, and is even the the developer of a range of kitchenware. It's grown to become one of the most recognised and trusted food brands in Australia, with the reported one in seven homes owning a four ingredients cookbook, which is very impressive. Um, With global sales nearing 9 million copies, two TV series for Foxtel and another produced on the Sunshine Coast right here where we both are, almost complete. Um, More cookbooks in the works and a national ambassador role for IGA, Better Home Living and Celiac Australia, Kim and Four Ingredients really do own the easy everyday cooking space in Australia. But over and above everything else, Kim is a mum. And her proudest achievements are her family, her wonderful husband and three beautiful boys who are the lights of her life and her biggest supporters. What can I say, Kim? It's an absolute honour to welcome you to the Beanstalk podcast today.
1: Oh, gosh, that's really interesting listening to that. <laughs> you know, you don't sort of take the time to to figure out what you've done. Or No wonder I'm feeling a bit fatigued today, Lou. <laughs> oh, I,
0: mean, I left, all of that, I I left think, a oh, lot of it out as that.
1: well. <laughs> Have I done all of that? Really? Goodness. Yeah. So thank you for taking the time to refresh my memory. Oh, look, but, that's yeah, absolutely
0: 30... fine. It, it's a very, very impressive experience. Um, a series of events um, and things that you're up to. And it was very interesting because people do just think of Four Ingredients as a cookbook, but there's a lot more to it now. Um, you've obviously been working hard. I'm not in the slightest bit surprised that One in Seven Homes has got one of your cookbooks. It's absolutely a household name. And before we fly into the questions that I've got for you to help our single mum listeners to save money and time in the kitchen with your fabulous ideas I want to let you know that I am one of your original fans and I <laughs> I think and I'm not sure if I'm right I think I remember first discovering four ingredients in the UK and I lived over there 11 years ago
1: were the books over there that long ago yes yeah, so they were weren't they? um It was about 2008, and we'd had phenomenal success with the first book we ever wrote, which was a little green covered book, possibly the worst written book in the English language. (laughs) And like Kermit the Frog Green, it was so garish. It was, oh, my God, hideous, but it stood out, which is a very important marketing lesson. You're never going to sell something blending into everything else. And we were touring uh, the UK and uh, someone, you know, we were doing our own marketing because we didn't have a marketing, you know, we didn't have a budget for a market or a PR over there. So we were just contacting everything. And in the UK, everything's the BBC. It's either BBC One or Two yes. or Three or Four. Or, and then there's BBC radios in every county and it just went on and on. So anyway, I've said to my girlfriend, oh, I've just got off the phone from this lovely BBC producer. We're doing radio tomorrow. So anyway. In we go to radio. Thankfully, wherever we went, we took a plate of goodies anyway. <laughs> and we're sitting there in the room, in this room, and Vigo Mortensen, do you know Vigo Mortensen? He was like Lord of the Rings. Yes, and yeah, um, definitely recognised the anyway. name. He's there and we're going, oh, wow, wonder what he's talking about on radio. And then in comes a lady going, right, you're next on screen. You know, you'll be up, girls, in in eight minutes. And it was BBC um national breakfast tv that 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 i'd confused with bbc radio so holy toledo that next thing we're trying to cut the scones and make them look a bit you know like thicker on the plate and we're trying to put on more lipsticks going on as rouge because you know it was just ridiculous but that impromptu I can't remember the name of the guy I think it was a Turnbull at the time and and there was a man and a woman and out we went and we sat on this couch and we talked all things you know chicken nuggets you know baked not fried and scones made with three ingredients and a fruit cake made with the same and it was so popular it took our brand in the UK that segment that six minute segment I think we were the number one selling book in 2008 in um, England and uh, England, Ireland, and Wales—we miss yeah. Scotland because some famous footballer, Celtic footballer, wrote a book. God, uh. what was he thinking? But anyway, you've got to share the limelight sometimes. Yeah, and you can't—we yeah, can't win so- them all, can you, Kim? <laughs> I know that's exactly right we got three out of four ain't bad so it was um it was and you know from that even still if I'm doing a live on Facebook we'll often get someone on there from you know that part of the world and they'll go I remember I bought your book or I saw you you know and it was from that exposure we got some really good runs on um you know home shopping your home shopping channel over there was called QVC at the time and it was massive absolutely massive so yeah it was yeah we had had I couldn't
0: remember if it was over in the UK that I first saw the book. I was pretty sure because I came um, over to Australia 11 years ago and the book was huge over here. I remember the red book. um, Yeah, well, that was was the second. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was the second. I do do remember the green book as well. And I actually... I actually sent a copy of the Red Book back to my dad in the UK as a gift for Christmas Aww. or his birthday because he lives alone, loves his food, enjoys cooking, but can't really be bothered of, with all the fancy stuff. And I actually went back a year and a half ago and um, he was cooking from the, the book still. Um, so that goes Aww. to show that they, they stand the test of time. And also I'm a keto eater now and you've brought out a four ingredients keto book. So I feel like you've never really <clears throat> let me down
1: in my journey. <laughs> Oh, well, keto, that came out last year. Um, We were going to um, Paris. We'd been invited over there to cook on stage underneath the Eiffel Tower for the World Cookbook Awards. Wow. And um, I went, oh, my gosh, I've got to shred some weight. So I went keto, really strict for 14 days and literally no more than 20 carbs, you know, 20 grams of carbs a day. And quickly, like it just lost four kilos, bang, bang, no problem. But then hopped on the flight. Lucy, so happy to be going to a beautiful city. We drank a bottle of champagne. We got off the flight. We ate copious amounts of fromage, more champagne. And the four kilos I lost, I think I actually added them back, plus one on my return home. But, you know, keto has been, I think, people following that little journey and then, um, you know, often as you age, your body composition changes. You've got to change your diets. If you've been counting calories previously and it's not working at the moment you know, that transition to something different. I think last year, uh, so, oh gosh, so, so many people transitioned successfully to keto. So, Mm. you know, uh, as with most businesses, you're just trying to keep your finger on the pulse and you're looking at, you know, I have a great network uh, in terms of social media, instant feedback from things that I ask, questions that I pose and, you know, weight loss and hormones and all of that's constantly, you know, a constant and um yeah keto was just something that kept coming up and up so I started I started really researching it then wrote a book and it's been massive yeah Yeah, hugely popular
0: it's a it's a really Mm. good diet but it can be quite complicated and quite costly so you've managed to simplify it which is just fantastic um but it's interesting what you just said about keeping your finger on the pulse through your uh, social media platforms finding out what your audience want to hear about because that's actually why i'm chatting to you today because uh, a lot of single mums do struggle um, with time and money um, and they spend a lot of time Mm. in the kitchen and that's why i wanted to talk to a real expert about how they can save time and money in the kitchen Um, So I'm going to I'm going to ask you some questions (laughs) and if you wouldn't mind enlightening us um, and um, and then we'll get this out to to the audience and and hopefully we can really help them. So my, my first question to you, Kim, is that to me, the four ingredients cookbooks are a little bit like magic. And it's like, wow, who knew it could be so easy? You've created an empire through simplifying food. I know you initially thought your audience would be busy mums when you started. But Mm -hmm. everyone is loving your books. Men, including my dad, um, students, (laughs) retirees. Why do you think your offering has been such a huge hit worldwide?
1: Well, um, I think... To to me, it doesn't matter where you live, whether you live in Dublin, Dallas or Darwin, anywhere in between, the whole world is busy. I think we've never been like this whole, you know, the, the advancement of technology, the immediate ability to connect globally in an instant through Skype, through Zoom, through Microsoft Teams, through mobile phones, through computers, it has made us more connected we've never been more connected and we've never been busier as a result you know people want way back in Nana's era you know she'd write a letter she'd steal it with her wax stamp it'd go to Mm -hmm. by horse to somewhere and then it'd be sent it'd take a week to get there they'd read it digested two days to reply and then the whole you know it's two weeks before anyone got you know and that was only if you were really prompt at responding whereas now it's two seconds and there's answers required so I just think As the world has got smarter, our lives have got busier. And at the end of a busy day, you know, everybody, it's not just single mums, it's everybody. My parents are retired and they've never been busier. Everyone, everywhere... You know, even last year, my 11-year-old said, Mum, that year was the fastest year ever. And I, I just can't even remember being that smart when I was 11, thinking about yeah. time in that way. But even our little ones are thinking time's going fast. So I think at the end of a busy day, wherever you live in the world, if I can help uncomplicate what is often a chore... But 80% of the population, then it's, it's going to be something people resonate with, something people embrace and give it a go. And because it is easy for ingredients, you give it a go, you succeed, it builds your confidence. So then you flick the page, you think, oh, right. Well, I've done that roast chicken. I might try these beautiful Thai chicken meatballs tomorrow night. Oh gosh, well that were a treat. Now let me have a go at the beef stroganoff. Oh, they come back for seconds for that, you know. So that's where confidence builds in the yes. kitchen too. And I think the easy—it's with most things. The easy, the easier it is, the better we become at it. The better we become at it, the more our confidence grows, and you know. Mm. We can advance to five ingredients, God forbid Lucy.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't know, that's against rules, isn't it? <laughs> now no, listen, I, I actually think some of, what, some of this first question I've just asked you, I'm just going to say this quickly because I am aware of the time and I've got other questions for you, but we were talking just now, before I even asked you the question, about this sort of book that went out which had terrible English and, and you rushing on t- daytime TV thinking it was going to be radio. I think people love that and I think that's another reason that you are so successful people love the real it's you you know you haven't got all these
1: yeah.
0: beautiful pictures of food which are lovely to have in a cookbook I'm not knocking it at all but it's just like this is it you know it's all done Brilliant. very straightforward and real and I think people really like that nowadays that people are going back to well more, we just they want, um
1: Yes. Going back to basics and you know, through COVID we have um we wrote a book called The Easiest Pie Maker Book. Why? Because well, demand. Again, yeah. you chat to your audience. I've just bought a pie maker, I don't know what to do with it. Kimmy, I've just bought a pie maker. What else can I do with it other than meat pies? So um we wrote a pie and we end up shooting that entire book on our mobile phones. Three different homes, three different people. Similar sort of thing, like I'm going get a whitewash background, you know, a little plank or a little board, Mm. and and that's what we can do to kind of tie in, you know, uniformity. But it was, and it is beautiful, and it honestly, I just my gut feel tells me that by Christmas this year, that will have been the biggest selling cookbook in Australia, and it won't even be out until August. We'll have missed half the year's sales. Mm. But there's something about pies. Meat, yep. We've been singing songs about meat pies, footballs, kangaroos, and holding cars in this country, loose yep. since probably before you were born. You know, there's something. And we eat a phenomenal amount. But I don't know. There's just something good and wholesome and nourishing about a homemade pie. As a mum, yes, you know, I love put it my, in pastry and it. they'll come yeah. running.
0: I've, I've got a pie maker mm. and I make up big batches of the ingredient, the fillings, and then I put them in individual yeah. bags in the freezer. But I want that book. I want to know what else I can do with my pie
1: maker. So I will oh, be definitely gosh, getting oh, it when so it comes out things. in August. <laughs> now, I'll send you a copy, 5th oh, of August. I, so I'll I write it down. I <laughs> would
0: love one. I would love one. And my girls will be very excited because they love it when, when I make pies for them. But look, um, <laughs> Kim, cooking with less ingredients is an obvious time saver as there's less to prepare. But Can you share with us your top time-saving tips in the kitchen for busy single mums or for any mums for that matter or for any people...
1: Yeah, of course, there's two, There's because two, I mean, the kitchen obviously is a, a, a place, it's the heart of the home, it's, you know, it's where everyone comes together, and at the end of the day, together is a really beautiful place to be, so everyone, you know, everyone gravitates to the, to the kitchen, but there's two things, when you cook with four or fewer ingredients, you've got to include an ingredient in every recipe, whether it's a sweet or a savoury, breakfast through to dessert there's, there's got to be one of the four ingredients that is what we refer to as the star ingredient because the star ingredient imparts flavour and the most important ingredient in food bar none is flavour. So that's what you've always got to... You know when you cook with my recipes, I've already done that. You know, it's the tikka paste in the chicken tikka masala or it's the curry powder in the mm. satay chicken, whatever it is, there is a star ingredient and it's very obvious. But the the biggest time-saving and money-saving and stress-saving tip I can impart is to menu plan. Mm-hmm. I find, Lou, that if I go to the supermarket on a Sunday to, to do my shop for the week and I don't have a list of ingredients that I need that have a purpose on my return home... I'm aimlessly wandering those aisles and I'm going, oh, look at that, a tin of Singapore sausages, COVID sausages. Oh, and they're on sale. I'll get three of them and I buy them and I get home and I go, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah. What on earth am I going to do with them? And then my husband finds them, you know, two two or three years later going, oh, do you think we can chuck these out now, Kim, because, you know, they expired." So, I find menu planning at the end of every week sort of sitting down and going, okay, on Monday we're going to have a beautiful quiche. On Tuesday we might have, you know, some um, baked salmon rolls. On, on Wednesday we'll have a shepherd's pie. On Thursday we'll have burgers. And then going, right, well, these are the, the ingredients that I need. What have I already got? Okay, cross that out, cross that out, cross that out, and then I just need those ingredients. If I don't do that, I will. two things will happen. I will spend more than I need and I will waste more. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just stuff goes to waste. And I think there's a current statistic in Australia, I think New Zealand mirrors it very similarly, but of every $20 spent off from 100, oh no, every $20 of every 100 spent on grocery goes into the bin. That is just crazy. Food isn't wastage. It? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then there's not only that, you know, if you've got and got that plan, you know, at the end of Wednesday when you've worked late and the kids are at tennis or soccer or swimming or ballet or dance. And you're coming home at ten to six. You know you're having shepherd's pie. You know your mince is mm. out. You know you've got your taties, They've already you've already mashed them, or they're in the freezer. You can get some great already pre you know pre mashed potatoes these days as well. Literally with just potatoes, butter, and nutmeg in them. So there's no additives or preservatives in the freezer section. You know if that helps yes. you too. Yeah. But you know. that's what you're having for dinner so half the time you're coming in and you're going oh what's for dinner oh and you open up this massive pantry because we're blessed to live in Australia with the amount of food at our disposal you know you've got all this stuff and the the thought of trying to figure out what to cook is overwhelming so you just ordered pizza yeah, <laughs> exactly,
0: know where yeah. It... look I'm so with you on yeah. the meal planning thing I've done it for years um, I do find it a little bit harder now my girls are older they're 14 and nearly 17 so they don't have social lives and often I might plan something yeah. and they're actually not here And but um, yeah. it doesn't matter you just have to be a bit more flexible but the other reason I love a meal plan as well is because I can say okay we're going to have beef one night fish a couple of nights we'll have a vegetarian dish that night, um, you know, and I can see that we're getting a really nice range of food, we get a pasta dish in there as well, um, one night we might have something a bit bit less healthy, but it's nice to oversee, otherwise you can end up eating a whole bunch of the same kind of food, but you can really vary it if you do a menu plan, so I love that idea, I think it's a great idea to save time and money, um, and just to get it right, and I like doing my little menu plans, <laughs> I quite enjoy planning yeah. what we're going to have for the week. So I love that. I love that idea. And I think we should we should all be doing menu plans. But I'm going to move on to money now. And again, less ingredients has got to mean less expense for sure. Um, But what are some other money saving tips you can share with us to keep our kitchen costs down um, other than menu plan, which we've already discussed
1: Um, so, well, for me, often how I determine what goes on to my menu plan is by what's in on sale in my catalog. So I shop in season and I shop on sale. You know, I'm not buying a watermelon in June because they're imported. They're expensive. They've had to come from a long way. They're flowery often when you cut them and they're not in seat. They're not nice. So I wait till Christmas because that is when they're cheaper you know, and they're in season and they've travelled less miles and they're fresher. So I shop in season and on sale and, like, you know, I'm a big supporter of independent retailers. So I'm a, a, you know, as you said in your intro, I'm an ambassador for IGA, mm-hmm. which stands for Independent Grocers of Australia. And, you know, even for those of, um, of, uh, you know, your listeners, your followers that don't have an IGA near near them, uh, you know, subscribe to their weekly newsletter. It's free. comes in, lands in your inbox every Tuesday and tells you what's on sale nationally from Wednesday to Wednesday. Well, guess what? If they've got celery at two bucks, It's on sale everywhere else. It's obviously in season. It's cheap. If they've got cauliflowers, a big head of cauliflower on sale for $4, then it's probably the same. You know what I mean? So mandarins at the moment are everywhere. Why? Because they're they're in season, so they're plentiful, so the deals are good. So even if you don't live near an independent supermarket, it will give you an idea – of what's on sale what's in season which will automatically be cheaper but then as well like because i'm a mum of three boys and they're all teenage boys you're you know they love that i'm always trying to cook once eat twice so i cook at night knowing that i've got three lunch boxes the next day so i'll buy a big pork shoulder for example lucy i'll take off the outer you know layer of fat i'll put the meat component into my slow cooker and then i'll add some vinegar i'll shut the lid i'll turn it on low i'll walk away i'll come back 8 hours later i'll get two i'll just drain off a bit of the liquid get two forks and that will just pull apart that that tough working muscular piece of meat will pull apart like fairy floss because you've cooked it low and slow and all that hardness is broken down rendered down it's so soft and lovely i'll add some smoky barbecue sauce toss it all up and then I'll serve it, you know, that night on some crunchy bread rolls with um, with coleslaw. And then I've got it again for wraps or, you know, the next day in their lunchbox or pizzas the, the following night on a pizza base. So... You know, I'm always looking at my catalogues to save money because it tells me what's on sale, and if Mm. you can, if you can buy on sale. And you know, when chicken breasts are on sale, hun, sub nine dollars, I'm backing up the ute (laughs) with an esky, and I'm loading that. I'm loading, and I even stand there and I say to them, "Look, would you mind just wrapping the chicken breast in five hundred or one kilo? I often do one kilo because my three boys, but." You know, if it was just you and one other or you and two others and they were little delicate girls, you might do them in half a kilo lots, but they'll wrap them for you so you can have one for dinner tonight and two or three in the freezer that you can bring out the night before just to frost in your fridge and it's ready to go the next day. So you know shop to your catalogs and if you haven't subscribed to you know a catalog do so because it's a really good indication of what's in season and on sale nationally yeah of course and that's
0: wonderful advice in fact I've got a question for you slightly off topic here but Mm -hmm. when are our strawberries coming into season have I missed them this year because they usually get so
1: cheap and I, I can't remember seeing them No, strawberries so strawberries on the Sunshine Coast will be coming in any moment. So you will start to see so it usually goes from around about May to September is our local pick. So the right. southern the southern strawberries will come in earlier. But, you know, like strawberry fields, we're blessed here up on the highway. We've got that beautiful strawberry field. Yes, you can go out know, and, yeah. pee, you know, P-Y-O, pick your own. Oh, it's fantastic. But, yeah. Were, yeah,
0: no, I was driving past it just yesterday with a friend and I was saying, goodness, I can't think when the strawberries are coming. And I don't remember seeing them for a while. And we were having a discussion another... about it. <laughs>
1: Oh well, here's another little tip. When you buy, and you know, being a farmer's daughter, when you next buy your punnet of strawberries, lift your punnet up. Don't turn it upside down and bruise the fruit or whatever. Just gently lift the punnet. What you want, you want to buy strawberries that are red all the way to the base, to the hull, to the stalk, because that is that that's telling you they've been picked, you know, at at perfect time, perfectly. They've been picked at the right time. Often you'll get some, you know, sometimes you'll get some punnets of strawberries, and they're still white half the way up the strawberry. They've been picked a little prematurely, Mm. and they're not going to. They're not. They will ripen. They may, but they're not going to get any sweeter. So red all the way to the base. You've got the best chance for a strawberry that actually
0: tastes like a strawberry. And I can almost taste it already. I. I, It must. I knew that time of year was coming because (laughs) I was ready for for those really cheap strawberries. I know. I'm going to have to go and buy something. No, I'm going to wait until they're in season and they're red. right the way through to the base any, like day, me, any day any day now. Any I'll be, day, I'll be thinking be of you when I f- buy that first punnet <laughs> um now look we're talking you had me drooling there when you were talking about food um so it leads me nicely on to the next question which is that we all love to give our dishes some personal flair and although your recipes are just for ingredients um there's no rule that says we can't add some extra herbs and spices to taste so of course what, yeah what are your favorites sort of Store cupboard ingredients, I guess, to shake and stir into everyday dishes.
1: Okay, well, uh, probably my favourites are I have a I grow my own herbs because I just find herbs, a no calories in herbs, no calories, maximum flavour. So um, I find that rosemary, thyme, mint, parsley. I've usually always got them growing in my um in my little herb garden, and then I love garlic and I love ginger so uh, and if you you know if you haven't discovered the gourmet garden garlic and ginger in a little tube they are incredible Mm. and they last for ages in your fridge or freezer and then I like things like a curry you know keen's curry paste a tikka masala paste a pizza paste not just your plain tomato paste but an actual pizza one so it's got some garlic and some herbs in it as well because they're your star ingredients you know like If you've got a a bit of chicken and a tin of soup, you just need a tikka tikka masala paste or a butter chicken paste. And that is going to – you're going to create the most beautiful, you know, chicken tikka masala. Just put your paste in your pan, you know, fry it off for 30 seconds, add your meat or your protein or just your vegetables – and then bring it all together with a tin of soup. And honestly, Mm. oh, my gosh, that is a curry to die for. And when I found out a few years ago, Lucy, that one in every seven curries sold in the UK uh, was a chicken tikka masala, I was on a quest to learn how to, you know, make the world's simplest tikka masala. And that recipe from our Facebook page, I reckon, has been shared over 20,000 times. It's that easy and it's that good. Yeah. So, you know, get yourself – and look, a little bit of – you know curry powder peanut butter and coconut cream or milk with any protein or any veggie uh you know on a low and slow heat is going to create the most beautiful curry chicken curry pork curry beef curry you know so peanut butter most people have coconut milk you know it's a dollar at your local iga a black and gold and then you've got some curry powder well that's one of my pantry staples as well. Curry powder, believe me, has saved many a meal from peril in my busy, overworked, overwhelmed kitchen, Lucy.
0: It does. It gives flavour
1: to everything,
0: doesn't it? And I, and also so many of these spices and herbs that you've mentioned, including things like tomato paste, are actually really good for you. They've got They've got antioxidants in them and medicinal properties like turmeric or turmeric or however it's pronounced over here. It's slightly different to the UK and I can never get it right. But that's really good for inflammation. So, yeah, I mean, throw it, I guess throwing in as many herbs and spices as you can is always a good thing, not only for flavour, but for health as well.
1: And, you know, when you follow me, you'll see that I cook with four ingredients. But you will also, I am the first to raise my hand. I am the biggest veggie smuggle you will ever meet. Like, no way am I going to make, you know, a chicken pie just with a tin of condensed chicken soup, chicken and onion and pastry. I am chucking in frozen peas and corn and carrot or fresh spinach or... You know, and that's the gift. You know, you people who follow me know that that is me. You use my recipes as a base. Yes. And you go to your fridge, you open it up, you pull out your crisper and you chuck in as many veggies as you think your family. You know, I won't make a sausage roll just with mince. My goodness, my record, Lucy, is nine vegetables I've yeah. either <laughs> finely chopped, diced or grated, <laughs> you know. But what I do, I flavour with honey and garlic so that the kids don't realise they're even eating yeah. all these veggies I just think it's the mince you know so I'm yeah I'm very big veggie smuggler and I'm a very big advocate for adding you know the don't add loads so that your children won't eat it that's just a waste and we hate that but add what you think is a good quantity that your children you know will enjoy
0: yeah definitely and that's just one of the skills that us mums have isn't it smuggling vegetables into everything <laughs> Yeah, I remember making tomato smuggler. I remember a tomato paste I used, not tomato paste, tomato sauce that you could have with pasta, and it would um, have nine vegetables in it. And I used to get such a great feeling of ha ha, sneak them in. Yeah, they don't even know. And
1: you do. You know, mother guilt often sits on our shoulders, um, because we haven't spent enough time with the kids. We're not making as many things for their lunchbox. Oh my God, that's out of the packet. Oh, you know, we've done takeaway again twice this week. You know, I mean, and it's the same whether you're a single parent or a you know a busy you know you're in a dual you know everyone mother guilt's just there all the time. So, you know, if you've got time to make your pesto for your creamy pesto chicken linguine, then kudos to you absolutely brilliant i however am running in at 10 to 6 on a wednesday night laid in from rugby everyone's starving my plants are dead i've got to water them i get a load of washing on homework Pesto out of a jar is just as good with some linguine, chicken breast, and a bit of cream. Honestly, it is the easiest creamy pesto chicken linguine, and you'll oh love it. So, you kids, I'm, I'm hungry. Look, and <laughs> <laughs> I've only got
0: have I haven't really got time for my last question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. But I'm going to cut it slightly short because I sure. just really you've told us about a few of your, your dishes um, already. But can you just tell us what you, I want to know? Ideally, I wanted to know four of your favorite dishes um, that are super fast. Super super delish. And um, I wanted you just to tell us what those four magic ingredients were, but I'm going to ask you just to cut it down to your two favourite, just so that we can squeeze it into the time of the podcast.
1: Look, at this time of year, bust out your slow cooker. The slow cooker I often refer to as the cheapest antidepressant on the marketplace, which you <laughs> spend five minutes at the start of the day, Lucy, and you walk in at the end of the day and voila, there's an aroma permeating yes. the house. You it's know the dinner is done. It's
0: magical, isn't it, it the is way you put fantastic. food in it and it, it mean, comes out completely different.
1: <laughs> And not only that, you know, a little goes a long way. You've got stuff left over for the next day that can go into pies or on pizzas or in sausage rolls or in wraps or rolls for the kids' lunchboxes. So at this time of year, and literally you can cook anything in your slow cooker, but often I use them for the big, cheap, hard-working, muscular pieces of meat. So it's your blade roast or it's your, you know, it's your roast beef, it's your uh, pork shoulder, it's your ham hocks, things like that. So, And anything, you know, on a bone is is beautiful because bone in parts calcium it leaches into the soup it leaches into the sauce so slow cooking definitely and the other thing as a busy parent and it's so cheap and so economical and all your listeners come august when the school fates are back on and the fundraisers in the end of footy season you've got to go to this fundraising stall and that fundraising stall a cupcake recipe oh. now Louise, my cupcake <laughs> recipe doesn't have four ingredients it doesn't have three ingredients it only has two and you will never make cupcakes any other way. And they are, I buy it at IGA. So it's a black and gold 80 cent packet of vanilla cake mix. And it's plentiful. It's in the, it's in the baking aisle where the flowers are. It's a little, you know, 340 gram packet, 80 gram, uh, 340 gram, 80 cent packet of vanilla cake mix. Get it home, snip the edge into a bowl, add to it one cup of anything carbonated, anything. So you can use soda water, and wow. mineral water, lemon lemonade. I've seen people use champagne, bourbon and coke, beer, anything carbonated. Wow. Mix just until combined. It's still a cake batter, so you don't want to overbeat it. You want to keep as much air in it as possible. If there's a couple of little lumps, that's fine. And then get this that batch, one cup of anything carbonated in the 80 uh, and the 340 grams, make 24 mini or 12 large preheat your oven 180 degrees and then bake if it's mini 15 minutes if it's large maybe 18 or until a skewer inserted into the middle removes clean but those that cupcake doll is just light it's on the front cover of a book i've written called four ingredients kids if you've got it you can see it yeah i know, yeah, you I know the, see book, yeah. the light and rise it's so that carbonation
0: gives it that the, the extra um fluffiness Light and nice. Yeah. Did, did it taste of, it will taste of the rum, <laughs> the champagne's got me
1: kind of, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. Well, probably not for the children's lunch boxes. <laughs> go with soda water, beautiful people, go with soda water. But if you're doing a high tea, you yeah. know, or you've got a, a pretty, friends coming over on a Friday night, it's easy, you're going to open a champagne anyway. It's just a little bit more decadent.
0: I said at the beginning of this podcast that your cooking was magic and it really Really is this is a perfect recipe to prove it it is like oh. putting, putting these ingredients together and creating something quite magical from things that you just wouldn't think would work together so i love that you've you've, you've given us that <laughs> recipe um, on my last question because it kind of pulls oh. everything together um but look we really are running out of time and so i've got one more question for you kim i want you just to tell <laughs> us about what's next for four ingredients in your crazy busy world and where the Beanstalk Mums listeners um, to this podcast can go to find out more about you.
1: Uh, well, we are like a rash. When you start looking, you'll find we're everywhere loose. So, that um, of course, you know, uh, we have a website for ingredients.com.au So, if there's any books that I've mentioned or whatnot, we often do great sales there. Have a look. But, you know, we're on Facebook, we're on Pinterest, we're on Instagram. Uh, I go live every week, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m., and I am cooking for you in my kitchen. It's very real. It's very raw. You know, one time I did a beautiful apple slice and I put the actual oven on grill, fan grill, not fan bake, and, you know, I pulled it out and the top was black and I've gone, now, ordinarily, this could be burnt. But, no, in this kitchen it is a caramelised apple Uh. slice. So things don't always go to plan, but, you know, it's very easy. It's very stress-free. So join us there if you get the opportunity. But, um, You know, we're in bookstores, we're everywhere, and we just want to, I I guess, if I can leave one parting, you know, idea, it's just simplify. You know, as a single parent, you have got work-life challenges, emotional challenges, financial challenges, more than the average person. You know, when you're with a, a great husband or a partner, you've got someone to dilute all those stresses with. When you're a single parent, you don't. So at the end of the day, don't add more stresses to your life just keep it really really simple and honestly you will be amazed what you can make with so few ingredients yeah. it really is and if I could have written a book called One Ingredient Lucy don't you worry love oh I would have I wouldn't be surprised it if it comes
0: out at some point in the future and I just want to let the listeners know as well that Kim was a single mum weren't you uh, 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 many moons ago so you have experienced our, our single mum journey um, and you do know how hard it can be
1: and from devastation you know i was 6 months pregnant when with my first when our uh, marriage you know imploded and from absolute devastation you know where there was no there was not that beautiful house and that white picket fence that just oh, i was racked with guilt you know, um, I went on to meet the most incredible man. We've now been married for 18 years. This year, we have added two more beautiful boys to our family. You know, and I just don't believe. I just, it happened for a reason. I wouldn't have been able to go on and grow and build what I have done with Four Ingredients in my first relationship. So you know, sometimes you don't, and it takes strength and courage because it's not how it was meant to be. But mm. you know, you will come out the other side better for it. Yep. You know, that which doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And holy Toledo, that experience sure made me strong. Yeah. And you I don't totally know how strong you are you. until yeah. you need to be. Yeah.
0: And that's what my message is to single mums as well is just embrace it because it's going to make you stronger, more resilient, and you'll do amazing things with your life that you may not have previously be...
1: done. to ask for help because everybody needs that whether you're a single mum or not everybody needs help so if you're feeling overwhelmed don't do it alone reach out because people want to help they just sometimes feel a bit awkward you know my girlfriends all felt a bit awkward and they didn't know what to you know but yeah my best friends were just there and they just yeah reach out ask for help they're only too willing to give
0: yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that
1: because that's in such such
0: important words for us as single mums. Look, and I, we have mentioned earlier on that we both live um on the beautiful sunshine coast. So I just want to let you know so Kim, that if you ever need any um tasters Taste for, your new <laughs> for your new recipes just give me a bell I'm available anytime um, and I'm sure I can find lots of other single mums um, who would be only too happy to step in and lend a oh hand now, and well. no
1: worries when my pie book comes out because I reckon it'll be embraced by single well, parents in general you know uh, I'll give you some to give away Oh, that would be fantastic. And
0: the, there was the other book as well that we were saying, the One Pot, pot book, which before oh, we came on air, I'll give
1: you some of those to give away. Yes, yeah, they, that, you were that, saying, that would brilliant. be a great
0: book for, sing, for single parents, the One Pot cookbook, I think yeah. it was as well. The um, easiest
1: One Pot cookbook ever. I and a lot the of the things of I talked about today, the tikka masala, the pesto linguine they're all in that book they're ones that I cook regularly for my kids but they all come out of that book one pot oh, mm. I know they, they, they would love them um but look, okay I'll but, send four to you hun oh you're amazing thank you so
0: much on behalf of, no of all of us because we are all a, a team we're um a whole a whole tribe of single in mums Yep, yeah, we're in it together having fun laughing at ourselves um, and I've had so much <laughs> fun chatting to you Kim it's been so brilliant um but you know so but in all seriousness thank you for coming on for sharing your wealth of knowledge um and all your experience with us i know how busy you are so i really do feel honored i'm having um 40 minutes of your time today it's just been fantastic i've thoroughly enjoyed myself um and all the best with your next exciting ventures and your new books and i'll be looking out for the one ingredient one when that comes out (laughs)
1: Yay, I've got one sale. Thanks, Lou. Yeah, Thanks absolutely. So you can rely on me. me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> like I
0: said, I've been a <laughs> fan for years. Um, but look, to all the single mums listening as well, we do spend such a huge amount of money on food and a huge amount of time in the kitchen. So anything we can do to save money and time whilst making delicious meals that our ca- that our kids will um, actually eat, well, hopefully eat, um, it's got to be a good thing. Um, so if you're not one of the one in seven people who already has a four ingredient cookbook I strongly recommend you give one a go happy cooking happy eating and happy time and money saving Um, and I'll just quickly say just to remind everybody if you've not visited my website beanstalkmums.com.au make sure you do not only will you find more podcasts like this but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey and you can chat to me anytime on our anonymous forum or on the single mum vine facebook group Um, And they can be reached via the website and also keep an eye out for the the giveaways of the four ingredient books, which we'll be looking forward to. And one very quick final point before we leave you. If this podcast has helped you, please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it, because the more reviews we get, the easier the podcasts are to find by other single mums who need support, guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys. Until next time, ladies. Goodbye.